1: Uh make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show that way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's yet another podcast. Uh, this evening I'm with uh, Daniel Reinhardt. What's up, Fin fans And Louis Ragoni.
0: Hello there, Daniel. Nice to nice to hear nice to hear a different voice other than Mike's for week for weeks upon weeks.
1: I've been hearing both (laughs) of you (laughs) haven't heard my voice. It (laughs) was your voice dominating the show last week, so I don't want to hear
0: it. Last week, Mike, usually it's every week, and I apologize. I go on my rants and it takes forever. But Daniel, it's great to have you, man. I mean, it's been a long time and uh, it is good to have you. I'm Mike, I'm just kidding. You know that. I know. You know I love talking to you. We talk to each other 5,000 times a week, so go ahead. It's
2: great to be here. I'm glad to be back with you guys.
1: All right. Very
0: good. Well, glad to have you.
1: So we're going to preview the Patriot game, but before we do that, Daniel, I, I wanted to get your opinion of what you saw Sunday. Oh, I really don't want to <laughs> have to relive Sunday. I've I've had a real uh,
2: hard time at even wanting to go back and watch what happened to us Sunday. For the second year in a row, us just struggled in a Week 17 matchup. I mean, he's had three pretty poor games in a row. It didn't get any better on Sunday versus Tannehill. And we struggled to uh, convert third downs, keep drives alive, put points on the board. Uh, I've seen some pretty poor decisions. Uh, Overall, it was a a terrible Sunday uh, to watch Dolphins football.
1: It was. It was. And and the weather certainly didn't help. I mean, obviously, that caused a lot of his issues. But uh, if we're being honest, uh, he may not have won that game on a dry field. Yeah, not with the
2: decision-making that he was displaying on Sunday. He's got to be able to step up in big games. And that was another big game, just like Week 17 last year at Buffalo. I mean, you can't blame the weather for all your decisions. And uh, I've seen some poor decisions. we got to be better than that.
1: I mean, I hear people blaming the offensive line, you know, after, after Sunday's game. And I've got a real hard time with that. I mean, you know, it, was, it wasn't a picnic back there. And, and, yes, he got pressure once in a while. But he threw what? He went, dropped back, what, 38 times?
2: Yeah, and he wasn't
1: pressured on all those. And he pressure He had nine pressures. You can't so. blame
2: the offensive line for him throwing at the shoelaces and throwing behind Devontae Parker and and making the poor decisions when he was rolling out. Look, I, there's been a lot of times this year that we can blame the offensive line. Yeah. There's there's been times where he hasn't had an opportunity to read the field, but Sunday was not that time. The offensive line. Did their job for the most part, and and Tua did not do his.
1: Well, I, we got to preface that they did probably as well as they've been doing, but it wasn't necessarily good. They
0: didn't have a good game.
2: Well, they're uh, the, they're not that New England offensive line that that we're we'll right, facing that
1: this week dominates people,
0: right? That they, they did a good enough job though. I mean, there were plays left on the field. I said that over and over again during the first podcast yes, did. we did this weekend. <laughs> uh. I mean, that, that's, that's where the problem lies is that there were opportunities that they didn't take advantage of. It's that simple. I mean, you know, we can blame the offensive line, the weather, so on and so forth. But when there's players right in front of you that are open, you just simply have to get the ball, you know, to them. It's that simple. And he didn't get the job done and the defense played poorly as well. And, you know, the result is losing by 31 points. I mean, I
1: don't, Agree with the last comment. The defense played poorly. I don't think they played poorly. I think they got worn down and and you know kind of blew up a little bit at the end. But I thought for the first three quarters they played well
0: enough to win. They they I, kept, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was just, just gonna you. say. I,
1: I think I'm more with
2: Mike on that. They played pretty well, especially in the first half. It wasn't until that late third quarter, early fourth quarter, when yep. they were just winded, and we our offense couldn't keep a drive going that. Finally, that dot Foreman broke off a couple of long runs, and from then it was over.
0: There, there were a few drives during the game that Tennessee put together, even early on, to where they ran the football decently on us. I mean, they were getting yardage, and that's where I'm talking about where they didn't play their best game. Now, early on in the first quarter when we were going back and forth, I'll give you guys that. You know, we, we stopped them. We got them off the field. We went three and out. We went five and out. We went three and out, and then finally they put a drive together. Right. And they did run the football decently at times, enough to get up by the fourteen points. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, we somewhat fell apart. They didn't play their best game. They didn't play their worst game. Um, you know, keep in mind, guys, we were playing a bunch of guy- a bunch of running backs. That you know, it wasn't Derrick Henry out there. So as far as I Looked was concerned. Like He sure did. He (laughs) sure did. Little brother. (laughs) Well, that's what that's my point. We we made him look like that. I mean, they should have just totally, totally dominated and shut down the running game for them, and then put the ball in Tannehill's hands, and we may have been in a little bit better position. But you know, again, you know, it's you know, it's they didn't play a horrible game, but they didn't play their best game.
2: I got to say that was the absolutely most disappointing part of the game for me. I mean, look. We got to be honest, like, I kind of expect that kind of game from Tua 52% of the time. He's inconsistent. But for me, watching our defense allow Donta Foreman to go for 130 plus yards disappointed me terribly, especially after being able to hold Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley and other running backs that are better than Donta Foreman in the history of his career
1: well, to under 50 yards. But let's talk about Tennessee. They're a pretty good team. I mean, they have a good offensive line. They're, they're you know, they they're built to run the football.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, are. they are. They are, and yeah. they're the number one overall seed in the AFC right now. So if I was to tell you that I don't think they're as good as their record is, that sounds contrite. You know, I mean, they're a mm-hmm. good football team. They have yep. they're great a uh, great coached football team.
0: They are. I believe they are too. No yep. question about it. But. Guys, we've seen this defense go out and play four solid quarters, period. You know, it's as simple as that. I mean, you know, a, a football game's not two and a half quarters or three quarters long. It's four quarters. And, you know, we've seen our defense just go out there and totally dominate. We did it against Baltimore. We never allowed them back in the game. And it's not like our offense was a juggernaut in any of those games as well. So. You know, when I say that they didn't play as well, that's where I'm getting at. Because, you know, all of our games mirror each other. If you look at games, you know, from game one of this season, you know, against New England to this last game here. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you look at it and it's kind of the same game over and over again. It's just whether our defense just totally dominates. And our offense does just enough to win football games, and that's where it lies. We didn't get the turnovers. If you remember our first
1: game against the Patriots, when we were done with it, we weren't real pleased. We kind of thought that uh, we were fortunate to win it.
0: Yes, we we absolutely were. fortunate
2: to win it. And I got to agree. I mean, look, if there's one game we want to see both our offense and defense play well, it's the game with the playoffs on the line against Ryan freaking Tannehill. Yes, and exactly. because of those circumstances, it was just extremely disappointing.
0: Guys, he threw the ball 18 times. 13 completions. 13 completions. And, you know, when you look at that number alone, you're thinking to yourself, how in the hell did we lose by 31 points? How did we do that? I mean, you know, to, it's, it, it's, you know, it's because we just didn't do – the job and and i know we were worn out mike you know and so on and so forth but hey we've been in that position at other times and we didn't allow running backs to just destroy us like they did and um it is what it is you know we've got to move on from that and um you know hopefully you know we we have a better showing this week Look, against- we
1: talked an awful lot about Tua, but it's a team loss it's not a Tua loss it's a team loss now Correct. you know we can talk about what we think can you know really hurt them and, and two would have to be in that conversation but he's not alone i mean you know I, he's just not alone and uh, not everybody played a good game
0: no they didn't i mean it, the most disappointing thing about this the season's ending and you know so we've got one game left on the schedule here and this one game is not going to answer an awful lot of questions that we had going into this season so as not you look at, at all. this as you look at the season as a whole you know, you're, you you went into the year with question marks about the quarterback position, about the offensive line, and you know about our depth receiver at, group, depth at receiver, exactly, and you know what type of season Gasicki was going to have, and how that would affect whether they resign him or not. And none of these questions have really been answered, um, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we go into next season or into the off season with all the same question marks we had going into this season and that's my frustration the defense played on par for half a season as they did last year um they kind of took a step back in the middle of the year and then they excelled whereas last year i felt that they had a you know pretty much a complete season uh you know as far as playing solid week in and week out so there's just a lot of question marks going into the offseason in regard to our draft picks in regard to uh, different positions and and nothing's really been finalized at all you know over the course of this you know seven 18 game season 17 well, games in, in season. our
1: minds it may not be but in theirs it may be i well i yeah. completely agree with uh, almost every
2: question mark coming into the season is left unanswered i think there are a few questions that have been answered uh we have to pay Gasicki. right we have yeah. i Do think we? we're gonna have to well i mean if we want to have that weapon we, we're going to have to pay him. I don't know if we do. I mean, uh-huh. he could get franchise tagged. I, I think that they're going to have to pay Baker. He's played well. Is he perfect? No. AFC Defensive Player of the Month for December. Is he on the contract, He's though? not a free agent. I think yeah. – but next year is his final year,
1: right? So we're going to have to pay that man. Yeah, but more important is uh, Agba and Kasiki. Uh, That's more pressing.
0: Well, one of them will be franchise. So, you know, it's, it's a situation where who are we going with, you know, in regard to franchising? I mean, to me, you know, I think that Agba makes the most sense financially, right? No, um, is um, that accurate? Uh, or opposite. Ges- it's, it's the it's opposite? The opposite? Yeah. Okay. yeah,
2: Gesicki will be an $11 million hit. If uh-huh. we franchise tag him, Agra okay. would be eighteen, 20. nineteen, yeah. twenty.
0: Really? And, yeah. and vice versa. So if we have to give him a new contract, you're saying it'll save us money. Yeah. yeah if we but, go that route.
1: Yeah. The question is do they want to extend him for three years or four years? You know, that's what they have to decide. Right. Well, I was I, going to say
2: the other question that got answered is, is Xavier and Howard can stay healthy.
1: Right. You know, I think well, that remember, was a Well, remember, he's another thing. guy they have to negotiate. Yep.
2: With. And that's kind of my point with those three guys Gesicki, Baker, and Howard. They're all going to need to be paid if we want to keep them. I, I'm not 100% sure they keep Ogba at an 18 to $20 million price range. I don't know if they will or not. But I think Howard has proven this year, for the second year in a row, that he can stay healthy. And that was one of the biggest question marks about giving him that big contract. So I think that right. question's been answered.
0: Agreed. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd, that that's accurate and you know the safety position the young guys have really stepped up I think that that we're solid at that position so that's another question that was answered so you have college, confidence sir. in Jones I do you I know do I think too. Jones is going to be a solid football player Mike I mean they're both really young I mean Jones is going it, it, yep. what, this was his second season yep. I mean correct you know, we kinda, you know, look at him as like, well, you know, he's uh you know, he's a veteran, but he's not. I mean, he's he's only in his second season and really this is the first year as a starter. So, you know, he stepped in, he's done a decent job, he's had a few injuries. So I think the secondary is extremely solid if of course you bring Howard uh, you know, back, obviously. I mean they have to sign him. And and you know, Daniel if if Agba is not signed, I mean, you leave a big hole on that side. Absolutely. A big hole. I mean, those are big shoes to fill. If there's a constant, and Wilkins has been outstanding. I mean, he's graded out well all year. But Agba is like the rock on I that don't, defense. I don't you know?
2: disagree. And, you know? I mean, you have to have that type of production to be successful from your defensive ends as well. So, I agree, and I think that he's a, a piece that we need I'm not sure with the way that we've been handling our finances and keeping the money and all that stuff. I don't know if if we're going to end up paying him what he wants. Right. I'd like to, but I don't know if we will, especially Mm -hmm. for like a four year contract. I think that may be too long. It probably
1: is.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, he's up there in age now. I mean, he had what, four or five seasons coming in, pro or three, at least three. Coming in, and he's been with us now, what, two years? Yep. So, you know, he's five, six years into his career. But again, he plays the defensive end position. Um, you know, I think, you know, giving him maybe a three-year contract is not the worst-case scenario for our for our team. I think that... That would
1: likely be what it is.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I think it's an absolute necessity because if you don't re-sign him then you're just creating a major, major hole on the opposite side of Phillips. And Phillips is still unproven at this point. I mean, you know, he excelled in the middle of the year for a few games, and then he just completely disappears on other weeks. So, um, you know, the verdict's still out on him. So, you know, you have to have that guy across the defensive line going forward i don't know what
1: phillips is going to be but i think they kind of coddled him you know they they put him in situations where they felt he was really going to excel and uh, left him on the bench when they thought they had other options that could be better you know what i mean
0: but But it's the most premium
1: of positions
2: so if we don't
1: bring ogba back we have
2: to have an answer
0: we have to i mean mike you know he's he's got when you're drafted where he was in the middle of the first round, he's got to be an answer. You know, you can't cuddle. You cuddle what what was the word Coddle. you used? Coddled. Coddle.
2: Coddle. He can't
0: be coddled. He's got to be out there and he's got to be making plays for you. You know, I mean. I well, disagree with
1: that, but that's what they chose to do with him. Yeah, that's why I mean, he didn't see a lot of snaps, you know. I think he played a third of the game last Sunday.
0: Right. I mean, he's got to be good enough to be out there every damn down, you know, like the, the kid up in Dallas, Parsons, and people like that. I mean, that's what you <laughs> expect out of these guys, you know, uh, I mean, when no, you make this investment. We, we,
1: we can't have nice things. Well, no,
0: we can't.
2: In the beginning of the season when the coddling was happening,
0: coddling,
2: <laughs> I had flashes of Charles Harris. And right. I, I'll say this, though, I, I have seen much, much better out of Jalen Phillips than, than Charles Harris ever showed for us. I, I think, oh, yeah, I, I think, we I think he's going to be really
0: good. What do you guys think of the season Harris and Quinn had in, in other, in other, well, oh, for other you, teams this year? It's just, things, you know? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. These guys go elsewhere. I mean, sometimes... Quinn's you played qu-
2: good a couple of seasons in a row since
0: he left. You know, it's it's funny because the Dolphins had Bolden here too, right? And Bolden's an outstanding third down back. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they just made him walk, you know? I mean, to me, you have guys they don't value, you know, certain guys. Van Noy was here. You know, keep them. You know, who knows how much better the defense would have been with Van Noy? I don't know, but the bottom line is is that they go out, they get guys and then they just basically allow them to d- just move on. I mean, well, I, they're here. Keep them here.
2: I know he hasn't had a great career since, but nothing pained me more than watching Dion Jordan get sacks for the, the Seattle Seahawks. Right. Every time he'd get a sack, I would curse the screen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, it seems to me like we make bad decisions. Thus, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the witch hunt on our GM, you know, I mean, our, our guy up top. Yeah, I mean, I. I've, I've well, that's also year.
1: coaching because you know you're giving your input to the GM. You know, does this guy right. fit our plans? And and yes or no, and, and then the GM acts accordingly. So
0: yeah, he is responsible, Mike. I agree with you on yep. that. There's no doubt. But I mean, we just don't know whether it comes down to you know the, the Money, financing yep. exactly. Like, eh, you know what, the guy's not worth it, but. We can but, pay
1: him this or we can pay this other guy right. this, you know, who's keep, more important to our franchise. And that's how you make a decision, you
0: know? You keep Albert Wilsons and guys like that on your roster who, you know, were just non-existent this year. And, you know, some of the decisions they make, it's just mind-boggling at times. Well, really I'd, I'd
1: pick good. on Will Fuller before I picked on Wilson, at least he tried I'd, to play. <laughs> I yeah don't. i mean we kept mac holland oh you're not mentioning his name i forgot
0: i'm not you well. did and i asked you not to either but you continue to aggravate me well Who's you know I, I
2: forget things
0: <laughs> daniel
2: i i wasn't sure who he was talking about
0: <laughs> yeah that's exactly who we're talking about i said i will not mention his name the finger i think unless... i'm just going to call him
2: the finger from now on yeah
0: we'll call him the the, the uh <laughs> the, the n- finger. <laughs> nine fingered Nine shattered figured, knuckle. I like shattered nine knuckle. Nine-figured ghost. The fractured finger. The nine-figured ghost. Nine-fingered wow. ghost. How's that? That yeah, works. What Does a disaster. That work? He's a ghost. He's now, a you ghost. Said,
2: you said something a little while ago about uh, our draft picks from this year were, you know, as an unanswered question. And really, I think that you know, especially our first three picks have played really, really well. They have. Going back a little bit, there's still some unanswered questions. I mean, I'm not sure Noah Igbenogany – should be even on the team who <laughs> exactly Noah Igbenogany. it what i mean i think i've been said well been known this, for being this, said, this is a sore
1: spot ass. with I, lou because if he had his way they would have drafted the running back in indianapolis
0: yeah and, and yeah. they should have that's all we that's we mike we were all on the phone that night me you kirk yep you, jim johnson and we were all thinking that taylor was the guy that they were going to take right there and then they passed him up again they passed him up in the second round. And, yep. you know, look at what the guys did. Could you imagine him on this football team? Now, with our offensive line, he probably wouldn't be putting up the numbers he is in? in. No, the, probably but,
1: not. But he'd make the line oh look a little God, better than, than they looked, too. It,
0: it, it, it's a position where, listen, we, we've gotten nothing out of Iggy. Nothing. I mean, and, and as Daniel mentioned, Zero. he's probably not going to be on the team next year. The guy ass. doesn't play. Even on special teams, he screws up. Every time there's a friggin' penalty on special teams, it's his number that's called. I mean, yep. this guy can't do anything friggin' right. So, you know, Austin Jackson's another one. I mean, you could throw him in the mix. I mean, if we, if we, that's draft, the
2: guy I won't, I won't say his name.
0: Yeah. I mean, so he's going to be here. But the, the point of the matter is this is that, and Daniel, the draft picks were fine this year. Okay. They've all played pretty solid, especially Holland. I mean, Holland was a steal in the second round when we got him. The problem I have is what we gave up to get what we got. And with Waddle, he's an outstanding football player, but we gave up a lot to draft the guy. And, um, and we
1: have a lot of needs that need to be filled, and you're giving away assets.
0: You're giving away assets to get a guy that's basically you know, a, a, a slot guy. And listen, he'll probably do more. Once we get, you know, maybe a different quarterback here, because I don't think he's going to be any more than he is as long as two is running the show. Um, he's going to catch 100 passes a year. Me and Mike talked about this. Jarvis Landry. Um, Jarvis Landry. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, he's, he's probably a faster Jarvis Landry um Landry probably a little bit tougher you know they have different they have different oh
1: I don't know Waddle is tough but Waddle is tough he's He's talking physically
0: I'm talking fi- I mean Landry was a guy that took on people and uh, he d- he had a tenacity about yeah, him and I'm yes. not saying Waddle doesn't have it but you know Landry was fire you know he he was just a beast when he was on the field but you know Waddle's got a lot more speed So, you know, when you look at it and you look at where we drafted Waddle and what we gave up to get him, you know, you kind of question it. You're like, if we would have stood at number three and just drafted Chase, would we have been better off right now, Daniel? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? If
2: anybody knows anything about what I said leading up to the draft, Chase is what I wanted. I didn't want to move out of three. I wanted to stay at three and take Chase. Right. But, But seeing the limitations of the quarterback we currently have behind center, I don't know that Chase would make that much of a difference. Yeah. I, and, I don't. and I might as well issue a public apology to Jalen Waddell. I was actually kind of pissed when we drafted him. I thought it right. was way too high to be taking some slot guy who's just speed. I agree. He's played way better than I expected him to. He's been yes. more important to our offense than I ever could have thought, especially with the fractured finger being out. I, i'm impressed by what i've seen from waddle but i i do think that if we was just going to trade back I, I think we could have done a lot better than moving back up to six and giving up the assets we did so i agree with you on that
0: yeah i mean it in my opinion you keep chase and you know you draft chase and you still have the draft pick it's that simple Yep. you know and and I think we're better off in that situation by far. I mean, and again, I'm not taking anything away from the player. Waddle is he's an outstanding football player. Well, but- we
1: have to pick in 2023 before we're going to know whether or not we made the better decision.
2: Sure, I mean that's definitely a part of it. We're going to have to wait to see how this season ends too, because we we kept uh, our we kept San Francisco's pick right instead of our own right and san francisco could still theoretically make the playoffs and if they do that then we're gonna have you know obviously a much worse pick than than it's projected at right now
0: yeah i mean it it could be six seven eight slots you know depending on how far they go and you know daniel mike in that nfc (laughs) i mean you know past those top teams i mean you saw dallas and how they played against arizona last week i mean San Francisco can literally win their first playoff game uh, against some of the competition that they're going to be going up against. So we do not want them in the playoffs. I mean, we want the Rams beating them this week, and they're done, and then there won't be. And if we win against New England this week, then there's really not that much separation. We don't want 8-10 Picks in between us because, you know, then it's just, you know, even more frustration thrown into the mix. Well, I
1: think we have their third round pick too, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, the one they got for Sala going to the Jets. Yeah. So it's a compensatory. It'll be at the end of the round.
0: So we've got a late third round pick. Yeah. Is what you're saying, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Daniel? Okay, got it. Yep. So anyway, there's, you know, there's still questions to be answered. And, uh, you know, so this week is kind of important for a few reasons. You know, I mean, we want to win this game simply because we don't want to look at the draft next year and say (laughs) say to ourselves, damn it, we could have been at number 11. We could be drafting right now. And instead we're drafting at number 20 or 22 or something to that effect, because that's just going to throw salt into an open wound, right? So we got to hope that we win and we got to hope that the Rams knock off the 49ers and and that'll, uh, you know, that'll help. And plus we want to beat New England, right? I mean, we definitely want to knock the shit out of these guys this weekend and, um, you know, go out on a winning note. Daniel. Yes, sir.
1: Who's better, Buffalo or New England? New England.
2: I honestly think that. I just think Buffalo has too many weaknesses as far as, like, the run game. They're not consistent enough. I think if you can take away Josh Allen, um, his running game, that and make them only pass, I think that takes a little bit away from that team. I think New England's defense is better. Now, it's close, and Buffalo is way better with Josh Allen than I ever thought they was going to be. But I think if I had to just stack it up, I mean, I think it comes down to coaching. So, I think New England, if they have a rubber match in the playoffs, I think New England beats them.
1: And, Louis, what do you say?
0: I do not agree. <laughs> I think that, I mean, listen, they played each other two weeks ago, and, and Buffalo kind of just beat them up and down the field. I mean, I know New England beat them up in Buffalo, but, you know, Josh Allen couldn't pass the ball, and obviously that's their game, you know? Um, the, the conditions were just intolerable. I mean, they couldn't throw the ball at all. As a matter of fact, did Mac Jones throw the ball that game? I think he threw it what three times over the three and times. yeah. Yeah. So I mean, when I look at the teams, I see and and this you know this is so funny because you're absolutely right, Daniel. The teams are pretty close, right? Defensively, New England's probably a little bit better. Um, New England's running game is a little bit better. So, what are you look? What are you looking at here? What's the difference? And the difference is the quarterback, Josh Allen. He makes them that much better. And this is what a good quarterback will do for a football team. Mm. You know, he's worth three wins on three, four wins on that football team over the course of the uh, over the course of the season. If you take him off of that team and you put him on our team, and you put Tua on buffalo or vice versa mac jones we're talking about mac jones you put mac jones on buffalo and you put josh allen on new england you might as well forget it it's like night and day there's no (laughs) no comparison yeah i mean so you know with that with that being said you know i think that anytime buffalo as long as the conditions are somewhat decent and they're not extreme I think that Buffalo will always have an advantage over New England, at least right now with these two football teams on the field, because Josh Allen is, you know, head and heels the the guy on that football team. And not that Diggs is bad. They have really good receivers as well. I mean, God, even you know, you go you trickle down the McKenzie and to Gabriel Davis, they have guys that can hurt you all over the field. Emmanuel Sanders, Diggs, Dawson Knox. They're all good. They're all good, good receivers. And, um, you know, they're hard to stop. So, you know, I tend to like Buffalo a little bit more, Mike. What are your thoughts? You're asking us, who do you, who do you think is better?
1: I asked the question because I wanted to hear your answers. Um, as, as far as myself, I, I think Buffalo just scares you because of Allen. You know, he, he's right. got that big arm, and you've got to play every inch of that football field when you're playing them because if you don't, he's going to burn you. And uh, with New England, it's a little different, you know, you you've got uh, the rookie, Mac Jones, and, and I don't know that he scares me as much, you know, he's, he's been accurate and he's done a great job. I don't mean to, you know, uh, imply otherwise, but if I had to face one of them, I'd rather face him than than Allen, and we do face him Sunday, so I guess I'll get my wish.
2: It's hard to argue <laughs> with the fact that Josh Allen is the superior QB. I mean, I I don't really think that there can be any argument as far as that's concerned.
1: But if we're really looking, might have have a slight edge on defense. I,
2: I just I just think that if we're looking at the teams, I think New England has an edge. I, I really truly do, and I mean, you can even look at their their games this year. You know, I mean, the inconsistencies of a Josh Allen. He yep. I mean, they lost to Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. They, they didn't if score touchdowns. If that's his Achilles heel, that's it. He was more inconsistent this year than he was last year. And the and, team
2: as a whole was. Yeah. And, and yep. Tua's backup, Tua's Alabama backup, is playing very, very precise football, not making mistakes. I think that, I just think that Bill uh, is probably the difference maker.
1: Are you saying that Bill could take Tua and turn him into a quarterback?
0: Why do we revolve uh, all the way back to two Mike if, if every...
1: somebody could? I, I well, don't know. I'm, if... I'm trying to I'm trying to decipher what he just said. Right. I'm just saying that that Bill
2: has a coaching edge over over the coaches up in
0: Buffalo. I think he has a coaching edge over anybody in the league, Daniel. Without I don't a disagree. doubt. You, you know, I mean he's he is that good, but you know, again, you know, they just played each other two weeks ago in New England, and Buffalo took it to them. I mean, they they had an opportunity, New England, to control the, you know the the division, and they weren't able to do it. And I mean, Buffalo spanked them. I mean, it. I don't think the game was close. I think Buffalo beat them up pretty good. So it was only you know, like
2: I, twelve points,
0: but yeah, I mean, even New England so. just. Yeah, I, I just don't know if they have enough firepower, but we'll see. I mean, they may wind up playing each other in the playoffs. You as know, of can, right
2: now, they're seated against each other
0: in the playoffs. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. Even if we beat New England this week.
2: So I don't I don't know what'll happen as far as like wins and losses this coming weekend in 18, right. week 18. But as of right. right now, the matchup in the playoffs would be
0: the Patriots and Bills. It, up in Buffalo. Yes, Okay, yes. gotcha. If they
2: both win, if New England and Buffalo both both win this weekend and Buffalo will have the division the game would be in Buffalo.
0: Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And Buffalo's playing who this week? I think they have a, an easy game. The Jets. They, don't they have.
1: I think so. They have the Jets. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Zachary Jets Wilson. Better. And where is that game? In New York or in Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. There's a I don't think there's any chance in hell the Jets win that football game.
1: <laughs> Me neither. But you never know.
0: You never know. I mean, but, they lost
1: to Jacksonville.
0: And we, we, I think we have a legitimate shot at beating New England. You know, why why I, do I, you yeah. think that, Louis? I, I, because you know what? I think our defense is going to go out and they're going to say, hey, you know what? We sucked last week. We're going to go out. We're going to play a better football game. And I think Tua has a lot to prove this week, too, going into the offseason. I mean, they listen, they've got nothing on the line anymore, right? So they can pull. If they go out and play a conservative game this week, I'm shutting it off, Mike. I'm just letting you know. Halfway through it, It's I'm shutting it off. It's done. I'm finished. Because they have nothing to lose this week. I mean, they can pull off all kinds of bullshit. It doesn't matter. Just go out there and play loosey-goosey. And, you, you know, New England's got probably positioning in the playoffs. You know, right. they've got something to lose right. here. We don't. We have nothing to lose. We can go out there. Let's hope that, you know, they play for Flores. They play for his job. Because I'll tell you what, if they go out and they throw another stink bomb like they did last week, then there's going to be, I mean, a lot of question marks in regard to whether Flores comes back next year. If, if, if one person, I mean, on this, in this organization, this game is going gonna, is gonna to go a long way in regard to their future, I think it's Flores. And, I mean, you guys may agree with me or disagree, but this game is going to go a long way as to whether he's held on to or whether yeah, I think it gets next year, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Mike, listen, I'm telling you, if they go out and lose they lose fifty to three or oh, something di- to that that's effect. Different,
1: but yeah, right. I no. I mean, I'm if they play a respectable football game and lose, I don't think Flores is going to lose his no, job. No, no, no.
0: Right. Exactly. They have to go out, they have to be aggressive on both sides of the football, and they got to take it to New England. And with Belichick on that opposite side. You have to do that. You have yep. to throw monkey wrenches at this guy. If you go out there and play a vanilla game and a conservative game, we're not winning. So we're gonna talk about New England at some point, this dolphin game. Yeah.
1: Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed high scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it quick because I don't think I want to talk about it any more than quick. All right.
2: I wanted to bring it back real fast. Sure. You were saying that this next game is really important for Brian Flores. Right. And I'm going to challenge that a little bit. I, I mean, Mike and I both agree that we think Flores is back next year, you know, minus a 50-3 to three drubbing, and then there'll be some questions. Right. This game is deadly important for Tua. I mean, it just is. The question I think marks, the decision
1: has already been made on Tua. What I don't know is what that decision is.
2: I mean, if he goes out there and he throws for you know, 280, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and beats New England in Week 18 at home where we've won six of seven versus them and put some good film on I don't think that the the jury is out, but if he goes out and he throws up another stinker to end the year, like he did last year in Buffalo, the media and the fans and the rest of the country will continue to say what they say about Tua.
0: Yeah.
1: Look, he could win a game 72 to nothing and I'm not going to feel any different about him than I feel right now.
0: Right. Well guys, here's the situation. And the reason I didn't bring up Tua because He's going to be our quarterback next year, as far as I'm concerned, whether we like it or not. Because and I'm
1: I'm leaning that way because as well. I do think that's I'm a decision. So sure gonna he, make.
0: Well, here's the reasoning, Daniel. Now we may go out and we may draft a quarterback, but it's not going to be in the first round because I don't think anybody's worthy at this point. And, nope. and we have other needs, right? So would it make sense in the yep. first round to draft another quarterback? Probably not. Okay, so, no so that's one avenue to get a new quarterback. The second avenue is, you know, trading for Watson. Well, when you do that, you're, you're just basically throwing away your next two drafts. And is this team good enough with Watson at quarterback and really not having any draft picks to add to this, to this team um, you're talking about a, a ton of money going his way. So free agency wise, you can't really help the team all that much.
1: Well, Lewis, we know they were willing to do it because
0: they met. Well, with yes, him. exactly. I, I, oh, I know they're willing to do it, Mike. Oh, I'm just asking, and I'm saying that I personally don't think that they are going to give up all of these draft picks in order to get Watson in the off season. I just don't say it, and I Here's think it'd what be I'd a have mistake. To say about that. Go ahead.
2: I I think. That they very well could. And yes, I do think this team is good enough to win with Watson after giving up a first this year, two first next year, whatever it's going to take. Right. Because we see this team come together on multiple occasions and win football games. And Watson is a top four, top five QB talent. So if he comes in and raises the level of play of everybody else on that offense and we go from... 17 points a game or whatever it is to to 27 points a game which is definitely we're definitely capable of doing that with a quarterback of watson's caliber then yes i do think that we're good enough to win and we do have enough cap money to bring in a fractured finger next year if we needed one you know and and i think that we would be a good enough team to win football games and I'm a Dolphins fan so I always think that we can make playoffs with a good quarterback.
0: I, I listen, I agree with you 110% on this team this year. If Watson's your quarterback, he's good for at least another 3 wins, right? Would you guys agree with that? I mean, this team yeah. this team I, I think even with Fitzpatrick quarterbacking this team this year, he was good for a couple of more wins and we're in the no. playoffs. I, I Well, he he was hurt. Yeah, no, 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 not that. healthy. I mean, not not unhealthy, Mike. If he's healthy, Daniel, listen, you may not agree with it, but our offense with a worse offensive line and not, I don't think as good a group of receivers, there was no waddle here. Um, we, our offense was, was very, very, uh, you know, serviceable when Fitzpatrick, since Fitzpatrick has left, the offense has not been that great. But we had games where we were able to put 24 points up, 27, as you just mentioned, and we were winning football games with him. But well, you but that's neither why he left, left, don't you? Yeah, we, we've talked about that in regard to... Yeah, he didn't
1: want to get his head completely twisted Yeah,
0: off. very funny, Mike. But the point of the matter is I, I, I agree with you, <laughs> Daniel, in regard to you know um, Watson being a difference on this football team this year. But when you talk about his salary, you, if you lose X, you have to re-sign X-Men, X-Man. You have to yeah. re-sign Ogba as far as I'm you have to pay these guys. You have to pay Gasecki as well. You don't want to lose that weapon at tight end, especially if you're bringing Watson in. So now you're starting to get really strapped, right? I mean, at that point. I mean, there's a lot of other factors that come in with Watson going in the next season. Uh the receiving core is not that great either. I mean, past Parker and um and Waddle, I mean, the other guys, I mean, Isaiah Ford, I mean Hollins, you know, Albert Wilson will not be part of this team next year. I mean, you know, they, they need some help there. They need some depth. Preston Williams is done. I mean, he looks like he's 30 yeah. pounds overweight. I don't think he's on this football team next year. So, you know, they had, and the offensive line, you know, how do you address that, right? How do you address it without being able to go out and throw a ton of money at an offensive lineman, which you're going to have to do, right? And, and you don't have draft picks. To draft offensive linemen. So, you know, th- there's a lot that you have to consider if you're trading for Watson. Now, if we can somehow, you know, work two into the deal and give up maybe one first rounder and one second rounder and so on and so forth, then I'm for it. You know, I'm for it. But if we're giving away three first rounders and, you know, basically, you know, going that route, that's tough, man. That's really tough. I mean, you're strapping yourself. Up until what 2024 before you have, you know, a first rounder yeah, and, are, or a second rounder, are. possibly.
2: Yeah, but Wait, a good quarterback you? raises the level of play for everybody. There's
0: no doubt, there's no doubt about that. I agree. I with mean, you. makeshift
2: offensive line or not, Green Bay's been doing that all year.
0: Yes, agreed. Listen, Josh Allen's offensive line is not that good, yep. and look at what Buffalo does. Yep. I, I agree with that. We just have to also consider everything that comes with that, and then there's also the you know his uh you know his whole situation in regard to what type of individual he is on top of that, I mean, you know, yeah. we just don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy well enough. I know that him and DeAndre Hopkins didn't get along there's There's so many things what? out there yeah that's that's what came out. There were rumors that you know they just weren't you know they, they just didn't like each other. I don't know how true that is, but there you know there was a reason why you know guys were coming and going on that football team. there was something not right there. The guy's a great Funny. talent. I mean, I'll give him that.
1: <laughs> we have the Patriots up this Sunday, and uh, finally, I want to hear some predictions, Daniel. Who's going to win and why? Not us. I
2: just think, I just think New England has. I mean, obviously, they have more to play for. They're the much much more efficient team. They've got an Alabama quarterback that's playing better than our Alabama quarterback. Um, I think that their defense is good enough to be able to stop us. Look, when we went up to New England in week 1, we came out of that lucky to win if it wasn't for a Damian Harris fumble inside of 3 minutes. You know, we would not have won that football game. And I kind of expect the same type of game. We got no pressure on Mac the first time. If we want to have any chance, we're going to have to get pressure on him. They're only they've only given up 270 points on the whole season. And uh, I just don't know that we have the firepower to score a bunch of points on them. They're probably going to try to take away Waddle. They always try to take away the number one option. I would expect him to break the rookie record this week. Anquan Bolden had 101 catches right now. Waddle has 99. So I expect that to happen, but I don't expect to win. I, I think that they'll probably break that little skid they've got down in Miami and Come away with a 27
1: to 10 win. What do you say, Lewis?
0: I, I agree with Daniel, um, in regard to, you know, the problem lies in our offense, right? I think our defense can do a decent job against their, their offense. I'm not worried about Mac Jones or their receivers. I think we can lock down on their receivers pretty well. I think, um, their offensive line is solid. They're going to try and run the ball much like Tennessee did. Um, you know, it is going to be 80 degrees. It is going to be hot. Um, you know, it, that is an advantage for us late in the game. The problem is, is our offense putting drives together to wear their defense down. I don't think we're capable of doing that. If we were, it, you you go into the fourth quarter and you see guys dragging ass on both sides of the, you know both sides of the uh, field there for them. Um, but the problem that I see is our offense doing a lot, much like we did last week. I I see New England winning this game easy, twenty four to six. I don't even think we score a touchdown this week. I think Waddle, like you said, will get the record because they'll throw some you know bubble screens or whatever they have to for him to get those three receptions. But you know, past that, I just you know I just don't see us. Doing all that much, Belichick's going to get this team fired up going into the playoffs. I know they've slipped up down here in years past, but um, you know, I don't see it happening this week. I think they beat us soundly, and it falls basically on you know the offense, um, you know, not doing their part in this. So I, I call it
2: 24/6. And I'll be watching really closely at our rush defense because between Harris and Stevenson, they've got nearly 1,500 yards and 19 touchdowns on the year. And if we can make Dante Foreman look like Derrick Henry, it's you know New England's going to come yes. in and pound the rock.
0: Absolutely. Same philosophy that Tennessee yep. had last week, and yep. I don't think we're going to have answers. I just don't. 31-10, to 10, New England. All right. Wow, we're all pretty much on the same page.
2: Well, yep. we need to keep Harris under 108 yards. He'll reach 1,000 with 108 against us, so I'll be hoping that we can do that at least. Mm-hmm.
1: Every time I pick Miami to win, they lose. So I this, think this, this might be the better. first
2: time on the podcast I've picked a team other than Miami to win.
1: Probably. I think so. I've
2: been homer every You've week, been pretty homer every time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say about Kenyon Drake? 2,000 all purpose yards a couple of years ago or something. Oh, I don't know. Lou don't is, like Lou that. is
1: really a big fan of Kenyon I was,
0: Drake. I was. I was. I was too. I was. I was. Too. He went over to Arizona that year and, and played extremely well once we had yeah, a rid good of season him. and kind of and vanished. vanished. Yep. He vanished. He, uh, he's with Oakland now, and I think he was actually playing well for the Raiders this year, and then he got hurt. Yep, he yep. was doing a decent Happens. job.
2: <laughs> what did we say earlier? We can't have nice things.
0: Where's, where's a Jaye, yep. guys? <laughs> uh, uh, he's playing poker uh, somewhere. Where is it? Where is a Jaye? I don't Boy, know. Boy, you talk about don't a flash in the pan. Yeah. Yep. I mean, these guys come and they go i mean i'd kill for another 200 yard rusher where's damian williams which is he's in chicago but
1: that's why teams don't spend those early picks on running backs so i was gonna say that the earlier theory. too yeah when yeah, we were talking the about jonathan
2: taylor like obviously there's premium positions and running back is not one of them
0: well i'll tell you what
1: i think you gotta weigh it out you know what what is around this player that we really need and which do we need more you know I, I just think you got to weigh it out. You need the running backs. You need to be able to run the ball in this. Listen,
0: game. we see the difference right now, right? I mean, we saw Gaskin and what he brings to the table. Duke John- Duke sure. Johnson is a guy that's bounced around. And he's he's out- got some juice right now. He does. And he, yep. and he runs hard. And he's yeah, he got fresh and he legs. <laughs> pick, yeah, well, he picks up first yeah. downs, Mike. I mean, Gaskin. We're seeing his shortcomings. I mean, guys, there, there was, a, the reason, he was, a, he was a,
1: a reason. He was a seventh round draft pick. There's a
0: reason he was a seventh round draft pick. I mean, you've got Duke Johnson and Lindsey who were basically, you know, th- thrown away f- from their football teams. And they're both basically getting the majority of playing time. I mean, you know, we, we have to get serious, you know, at certain positions if this team's going to yeah. do anything going forward. They have to. I mean. Najee Harris on this on this football team would be a nice piece. Go, yeah, would be a nice piece going forward. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Deliska Dobbins. I mean, I know he was hurt all all this year, but he's another. I mean, there was so many opportunities. I mean, at some point they have to address that position, and even if it's in the second round, they have to value it a little bit more than what they do, or else you know we're going to be right where we are again yep. next year.
2: I completely yep. agree, and you got to take those opportunities. I mean, San Francisco, by goodness, has a fourth-round draft pick in Elijah Mitchell.
0: Oh, God. You're not, Love the kid. You're not kidding. I mean, the guy's playing outstanding, and we've got a All
1: right. On that, on that <laughs> note, I think we're going to call it a podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. Hey, Mike. Sorry about the little Mike, thumbs on the you, ceiling right Mike, now. My are guy you, was running. Why are
0: you cutting us short, Mike?
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> We'll be back after the Patriot game to, uh, I guess, uh, cry in we're our not beer
0: in the or hunt, whatever. Mike. Or gloat. We're not in the hunt. And Hopefully I know we're, come we're back not back in the hunt, hunt, Mike.
2: Hey, it was great to be back with you guys
1: tonight. Thank you so much nice for having you. Yeah, it was
0: great having you. It was fun. It was fun. Yes, sir. Fins, fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins.
1: All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the fin Fans podcast is proud of to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.